Hi, I'm Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. I'm also the podcast host of Invest in Her and an award-winning producer, author, and TEDx speaker. Our show, Invest in Her, features phenomenal female founders and funders. As you know, women receive less than 2% of venture capital funding. Our series is about accelerating the funding of women by connecting them to funding resources. Let's meet today's guest. Welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors. And today I have an exciting guest because let's say you manufacture a product, but you don't know how to package it. Well, that's what she does. She will create and develop the packaging for your product and help you manufacture it. How exciting is that? So let's welcome to the show, Maria Seacrest, the founder of Therese Incorporated. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm good. Thank you good. for having me, Catherine. You bet. Um, you know, I was so excited when I met you because I always like this Invest in Her show to be filled with, you know, resources for women that are starting their businesses. And I imagine that there's a lot of women out there that, you know, have a product idea. And so we're going to talk about, you know, how do they create the packaging for that in order to be able to sell it in stores and whatnot. But first, I always like to learn a little bit about the guests. So you were sharing with me that you were born here in California? Yes, yeah. native Southern California girl, yeah. um, born and bred. Uh, they here. wish they could all be California <laughs> girls, right? That should oh, be a yeah. song, shouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, no, feel very fortunate. It's a, it's a great place to grow up in Los Angeles. I grew up in the in the city in East Los Angeles, uh -huh. um, and then went on to stay close to home and went to college at USC, right. where I received a, a degree in business from the School of Marshall there. Yeah, and, and Marshall School is like so well known for being such an exceptional business school, right? So do you feel like that really, really prepared you to be a successful business person? You know, I feel really fortunate to have gone to USC. And um, when I went, it was it was very different than I th think of it today. Um, but I do feel there was a lot of preparation there. But I think the best preparation is the the school of being out there and doing it every day and being so in true. the real world. So whether that's part-time jobs or internships or whatever, mm -hmm. I think it's the combination of all of those things that gets you to a point where you really can conceive and run your own business. Yeah, I agree with you. And I wanted to mention that we met at the Bra Network uh, through Carrie Murray. Great. Yes. Uh, bra, and Bra stands for, of course, Business Relationship Alliances. A lot of people are like, what? The Bra Network. Yeah, it's not this uh, <laughs> But they give everybody a support. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I'm so happy that we met through that because I was fascinated with what you do because I don't think I've ever met somebody, a woman that has her own company that does this packaging and branding and manufacturing of, you know, uh, packages for products. Like you were explaining to me, like your clients' products might be found in like Sephora or different stores because you really focus on, is it uh, beauty and um but also food and yes products yeah yeah, yeah. so a, a big focus on yeah. beauty um yeah. it's really a you know i guess a niche business in a way um it really it is. is not you know I, people ask me what i do i'm like okay yeah. we we help bring products to 
yeah. to look good and be presentable, whether they're in Sephora or Ulta or any store, retail store, or even just being sold, you know, direct to consumer. So much money is being spent on how things get packaged and get sent to your doorstep or, you yeah. know, show up at, at a retailer. Um, so there's all kinds of packaging and right. all types of very uh, specific requirements to sit on shelf in various um, retailers. Yeah. And um, it's and so, you know, all the ins and outs of that. So somebody has a product and they want to get it packaged so that it will be accepted into these major department stores or drugstores or wherever. There are certain requirements that you're aware of. So you know how to package it so that they'll accept it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we work with our clients. They clearly have their own sort of brand identity and design that they've been working on. And we help them put that you know, into their package, as well as meeting all the requirements and the standards. Um, we also focus a lot on sustainability. So many mm -hmm. of our clients are are focused on that, and they should be because it's very important. And mm -hmm. something that's really important to me is how do we not over package things, but still we can still make them look beautiful and right. they can still show up, um, you know, in good condition, because that is one of the other issues is how does your product get from the distribution warehouse to your doorstep or mine right. and not, you know, show up broken or, you know, right. s somehow not in its beautiful, you know, aesthetic right. look and feel, because it's all about the experience that the customer is having when they get your product. So if that's in their home or at a retail store, it has to be a great experience. Absolutely. I never thought that much about it, except that we're talking about it now. And I was thinking I got a product the other day and I thought, this is really cool packaging. And I don't think I even usually pay attention to that, but I was like, this is really cool. And it came in like a plastic pouch that I could repurpose for other things. And, uh, but like you're saying, it's good not to over package them too. Have you ever, you know, gotten something and it's just a waste of so much packaging around it and, uh, you know, just, you know, like you said, not good for the environment, but, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, a lot of women will love knowing, uh, Maria, that there's a woman owned business, uh, Therese, which is spelled T E R E S. And you had shared with me that, um, it's named after your mom. It is. And, and it I, is. Yeah. And they um, want to deal with a woman. Yeah. yeah. My mom was, a, a quite a, an amazing woman. She raised my sisters and I by herself. And so early on in life, she, you know, taught me um, to learn how to take care of myself first. Mm -hmm. Said, don't count on a man. Don't count on anybody to take care of you. Become educated, learn how to do and be an expert in whatever it is you're excited about. And you've been doing this for let me a just long say time. a long time, a few decades. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A couple so, decades. Yeah. I think I'm an expert. Now. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. And, you know, it's interesting. Typically, I'll look at someone's resume and they've done like 10 different things, but you have like consistently been in this realm for a long time. And um, <laughs> I mean, talk about an expert, but I can imagine there's a lot of female founders out there. They have a great product. They want to get it packaged and they want to deal with the woman founder. So I think you're in a great niche. I imagine it's a predominantly male environment it is. when you go to get packaging done. Am I right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, when you're in, I mean, it's not a super glamorous business. I mean, you're in these manufacturing facilities where they're manufacturing all kinds of packaging for all sorts of products. And so it's, it's mostly a male driven business. When I first started, 
Um, when I got out of college, you know, I, I worked for a company for about five or six years and it was, you know, I was the only, I think maybe female salesperson at the time. And then, you know, I started my company in 1996 and, uh, went out on my own and still to this day, it's predominantly male. Although when you narrow it down and go into the, um, beauty business, because I focus a lot on the beauty side uh, of packaging that is more female because your clients become more in the you know they're more female owned businesses which is great um, like I, creating like lipstick perfume things like that exactly yeah. whatever their brand is there's so many great brands out yeah. there I was just at a great event a few uh, about a week ago a lot of female owned brands and it's it's exciting to see and they're doing great things and they have a lot of really good um, programs and products that are sustainable and um, they're clean beauty and so yeah. we actually feature one in our film coming out called uh, show her the money it's called indie wild oh, and uh, right. it's a beauty product um, really um, they they started in the US and then it's an Indian woman that actually created it and so it's got a huge market also in India so it's like a global product but it's great I know what you mean more and more more women probably in that space than most uh, industries when it comes to products right, right. yeah right and now more than ever too um, I love that I'm seeing so many women you know bring their products to fruition and um, so that in that side, the product side, it feels like there's more women. Um, but on the actual physical manufacturing side, that's still predominantly uh, a male sure. dominated part of sure. the business. Sure. I hope there's women out there listening, uh, especially young women that know that they could go in and start their own manufacturing companies. Good. I want women to be thinking about, you know, entering genres that are predominantly men because women right. are just as capable so why not it's very lucrative to be in a manufacturing you know company to own it you know so absolutely something something for them to think about manufacturing the packaging or the product for you know beauty products cosmetic industry for women i mm -hmm. hope there's young women out there listening that consider that opportunity yeah, i do too i think you know it's definitely a business that um at least here in Southern California, over the years, um, there were quite a few companies, and then I've seen them sort of get eaten up by some of the huge conglomerates that are in the, you know, in the middle of the country and on the East Coast. So not as many. Um, it, the printing business predominantly used to be a family-owned kind of business where mm -hmm. someone started it and passed it down. Um, so it's changing now, but, uh, you know, manufacturing's all always evolving and changing, right. but I really help my clients focus on what they want, how they want to be perceived in the marketplace, and then help them figure out where the best manufacturing is. It's not, right. I mean, a lot of times it is here in Southern California, if you're here, but that doesn't make sense if your product's being filled on the other side of the country. So you have to look at all the variables and then look at the manufacturing facilities and what they specialize in because different manufacturers specialize in different things. So I can look at that knowing all the various manufacturers that are out there or a good chunk of them and really help put that business in the right spot. So I that love that they're achieving, yeah. you know, some goals, whether it's cost yeah. or a combination of cost and 
where they're located. I love that. So you can steer them in the right direction as to which manufacturer to use for their packaging and or for their product. Right. Yeah. Because I think people have often they have an idea. Um, they have maybe built one, pro, you know, prototype or something, but they have no idea how to how to uh, actually manufacture it, right. package it, it, distribute it. And you're a great resource for that. And I love that. I love talking about this on the show because it may be like you said, it's one of the less glamorous things that we <laughs> talk about as, uh, you know, when we're talking about business. But one of the most essential uh, to having a successful product. Absolutely. And so y your clients sell them on their website, in stores, probably on Amazon, things like that. Exactly. Yeah. All of those um, locations are, you know, products are sold across the board there. Um, and a lot of new businesses, as you know, are just online direct to consumer because they have to build up um, enough, you know, um, demand to be able to be considered by some of the retailers, whether mm -hmm. it be, you know, Sephora, Ulta, all of those stores have um, limited shelf space and there's so much competition out there. So right. um, they hand select those brands very carefully. And so the packaging is important. The warm introduction is important, right? Absolutely. So literally working with you can give them a leg up on maybe getting in the door. Well, I think if your packaging looks good, you definitely are going to get noticed where mm -hmm. no matter where you're at. And that's important. And I think your packaging and your product have to really um, have a story together that mm -hmm. that makes sense, because sometimes you'll see, you know, this component that's totally blinged out, for example, in some more organic looking packaging. And that just doesn't that story doesn't go together. Right. Um, I package all kinds of products, so it doesn't have to be all about sustainability and clean beauty, although that's a personal passion yeah. of mine. Um, but you do want your, you know, th these things need to like go together. So yeah. I, I help them stay in line with their story as well so that they're right. not creating something that just doesn't makes sense <laughs> right and that makes total sense mm -hmm. um and uh, you also do uh, beauty products and also some type uh some food and snack products right right we do mm -hmm. um predominantly beauty you know business which is encompasses um skin care um color cosmetics personal care items you know other things like vitamins and mm -hmm. you know all that that space is a huge space yes um and then other things like food products we do um lots of cannabis obviously over the past uh, obviously yeah, over the past especially being, <laughs> only someone in california yeah, would say that well lots obviously of cannabis, um <laughs> I love and that, that that area is growing um i'll say yeah yeah and they 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 need a lot of help with their packaging because when yes. they these companies came out and cannabis became something that you could actually purchase in a store legally and ethically um, they had to get up to speed. I mean, it couldn't be some little baggie with a seal and a label on it anymore. <laughs> it had to be something actually that right. spoke to the consumer. So, you know, we worked a lot on, on a lot of cannabis brands. And um, so they have a, a lot of, there's a big presence of that in, in what we do. And I um, love that. Can, and are you, are you allowed to name any of the brands you've worked with? Maybe that we would see in a store, Sephora or 
Nordstrom. Yeah, yeah. So I've been really fortunate. I work with um, some great brands, um, Murad and Tatcha. Oh, wow. Those are well-known skincare brands. Yes. Beauty Counter, um, just to name a few of other great brands. I mean, it, they're all very interesting and focused on different sort of segments of the industry. Right. Um, now, speaking of products, I love what you just shared with me before we went on air, and that is... Um, that you're coming out with your own product. Now, I know we can't really talk about it, but I just want to say that, you know, you've been in this space packaging everyone else's products, and it's very exciting that now you're going to step into that new role of creating product. And you and I had a conversation about, you know, growing up with a single mom really impacts a lot of women because I have a lot of women on my show, successful founders mm -hmm. that tended to grow up in a... Um, household with a single mom. And I do think it makes women often more resilient and more determined to be uh, very independent, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. I agree 100%. Um, I am working on something and maybe I'll come back if invited and share that on a separate time. I when, would love when that. When that's to a point where I can share it with you. And yeah. Is it in be, the beauty industry? It is. Okay, it is. cool. Um, but yeah, having a single mom that, you know, uh, let's face it, that is like the hardest job to be a single mom, yeah. help your kids get educated, you know, earn money, make sure they're well taken care of and safe and protected, especially we grew up in not such a great neighborhood, although I'm so grateful to have grown up there because it, it, it just teaches you a lot when you grow up, um, you know, always yeah. thinking about your safety and, and just being street smart. I mean, right. that's a valuable tool. So many young people grow up really sheltered and don't uh, understand what that means. Um, yes. So it's important to, to know, especially if you're in a big city. But um, my mom, yeah, she was just very adamant about all of us really, um, you know, making sure we could take care of ourselves. And also that we weren't just focused on getting married and having kids, but, you know, doing what brings us you know, happiness as individuals. Um, for me, being a business owner, I, I envisioned that as a little girl. Um, you know, you're the second one in the last couple of weeks to tell me that, that, yeah. that they envisioned, they came from rough, you know, situation growing up and they envisioned as a kid mm -hmm. that they were going to be a successful businesswoman. And I think, you know, that's like some great plants to see seeds to plant mm -hmm. for, our young, you know, for our daughters and young, totally. you know, not that I have one, but Neither I, do, do I. I do have a granddaughter. <laughs> I don't have any, wife, any children know? myself. <laughs> I have uh, six amazing nephews and nieces. Yes, that me I've too. Really, yeah. you know, been involved in their lives. And yes. um, some of them consider me their second mom, which is, is a, a real honor. Yeah. And I have friends who have daughters that, you know, I consider like God daughters. So exactly. Yeah. And yes. I, I want to see them know that they can be fearless, that they can do anything. And, uh, and I love talking about this today because mm -hmm. there are so many young women out there that do have great ideas that maybe they don't know how to bring it to fruition. And I'm so happy that they now know about Therese and about you, Maria. Uh, Seacrest, which I'm going to spell your name, S-E-C-H-R-E-S-T, so people My husband can find you. appreciate the correct spelling of that. <laughs> <laughs> and they can find you, obviously, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do you guys have a website? 
You know, we do. And I have to check and make sure it's still up because I pulled it down for a minute. We're really a B2B um, right. sort of business. Right, not so much business oh, and consumer. It's not yeah. a B2C business. Um, a lot of my business comes from referrals um, and yeah. a lot of networking that I do within the various industries. But yes, definitely go to LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn or you can go to TeresInc.com. Great. And find us there as well. Okay, great. And uh, are you on social like Facebook and Instagram or do you like to keep it on LinkedIn? And I mostly keep it on LinkedIn. And the reason yeah. is because when you're dealing with um, clients who are launching products that are not out on the marketplace, you actually right. sign NDAs and you have to really keep that stuff close right. to the best because these are products that are coming out and you really want to make sure that they are doing their announcements right it's really not my place to announce my right. clients new but products. how exciting you get to hear about the products before everybody else absolutely but okay. i really respect all of my clients and you know the time and the energy and the money and the innovation that goes into yeah. the products so i'm very careful to to respect those ndas and and let them do the announcing but i'm super excited when i see their social blowing up um, and you know that they're doing all these amazing things, but because so many of the products are new and innovative, I do you know it is not my place to to put it to out announce there, that, so, right. to announce it exactly. Yeah, well, I love that. Well, people can get a hold of Maria um, on uh, LinkedIn uh, or their website. Uh, again, it's Maria Seacrest. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, I just want to mention that I do have on my Show Her the Money shirt. Uh, that's our new movie coming out that talks about how underfunded women are and how they can get funding and how more women should become angel investors in other women. Uh, there's so many new uh, venture capital firms out there started by uh, women for women. And I uh, want you all to look into that, check it out. There's programs now, too, that educate you on learning about investing in other women and in these women-founded venture funds. So check out our movie. It's uh, You can follow us on Instagram, show her the money, movie. And uh, also, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn, Catherine Gray, and Instagram, Catherine Gray, Invest in Her. Please visit our website sheangelinvestors.com and you'll find us on social as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make it a great day and remember to invest in her and Maria, we can't wait for your product to come out. You'll have to come back and share it with us. Thank you. All right. Bye everybody.